the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at nissan.ie. You're very welcome back to the hard shoulder. Now it is that time of the week when Tom Don joins us to talk about the week in music. First up, we'll take a little listen to this. Who's that, Tom, and why am I listening to it? Well, I thought you'd be telling me who that is. The Pillow Queens. Uh, very good, yes, very I, good. I, re- regular features here on the regular uh, feature. And, and I raved to them and you were picking up saying you're, you're going on about them again, Tom. <laughs> and I am. I am once again because I, I'm really glad to be able to bring you some good news in, in the midst of everything that's going on in the world, and particularly in the music industry at the moment. Um, because there would seem to be so few of it, so little of it around. But the Pillow Queens have signed a publishing deal with a label called Sub Pop uh, Publishing. Now, Sub Pop, I don't know how much you know about that, but they they couldn't be a more influential or groundbreaking record. They are the band who gave us. They're the record label who gave us Nirvana. Um, so if you think back to all those years ago when Nirvana exploded on the scene in 1990 and Smells Like Teen Spirit was everywhere. And that launched Seattle, it launched the grunge scene and it made Sub Pop up. They're publishing on the record wings. It's uh, one of the most powerful labels in the world. And they've never really given it up. Sub Pop to this day have bands signed to them like Fleet Foxes, Sleater Kinney, The Shins, The Rolling Blackheads. They have a really, really cool roster. So for them to pick up the Pillow Queens is such a shot in the arm for the Pillow Queens. But also, I think beyond that, a really positive message for all of the Irish music industry that people are listening, people are paying attention to the music that you're making. And the Pillow Queens in particular were worried about putting out their album because it was ready to go during COVID-19. And they were thinking, God, is this really worthwhile? But they thought, we can't sit on it. Let's put it out there. It was picked up by American TV. We were talking about them being on, I think it was the Colbert show they appeared on. And um, no, it wasn't. It was a different show. But anyway, they were on American TV. And now to get that obviously brought them to the attention of Sub Pop. So when all this ends, when all this does come to an end, they'll probably be touring in America. They could easily be touring with bands like Fleet Foxes or Sleater Kinney, which they're a match made in heaven. And it just goes to show you people are listening. They do appreciate your music. And when this all does end, those audiences will be there to absolutely lap it up. So all those other bands on the Choice Music Prize, the Fontaines DC and Neve Regan and Denise Charla, keep on keeping on. People are paying attention and the day will come. We'll be back in the high life again. Yeah, a nice bit of good news uh, for the day that's in it. Let's take a listen now to your uh, album of the week. Dave's Good Woman it's the album of the week what did you make of it Tom? Um, haven't they got absolutely beautiful voices that's the first thing you notice they're three sisters 
And there is something about siblings. The voices just always seem to go together in an unbelievable way. And before they were even signed, they were doing backing vocals on a Tom Jones album back in 2010. They actually appeared on a Fionn Regan album, um, 100 Acres uh, from around seven or eight years ago. Since then, they've had three albums and two of them were produced by the one and only Bonnie Vere. And those albums were very, very interesting because they took them in really unusual kind of directions. And, uh, you know, they were just part of that whole kind of world of those uber cool kind of bands from America. He was a great endorsement to get. So this is a swing away from that. It's a bit more rock and roll production. Uh, and to be honest, when it's when it's really rock and roll, it doesn't quite work. They, they're kind of they straddle two worlds now and I prefer them when they edge towards the Bon Iver world. But the, the songs are beautiful and their voices are just absolutely Heavenly. They've also appeared on backing vocals on albums from Leonard Cohn and Bruce Hornsby, would you believe? So uh, if you like voices that just go together so impeccably well, this is top of the list for that. There's great expectation around this band because they are three girls. They're three very attractive girls. And when you get that kind of combination, these record companies just see dollar signs straight away. So if this, if we weren't living in a COVID world, this would be an album that people would be expecting to be absolutely massive. And I still think it will be massive. Um, it's gorgeous. There's not nothing here not to love. It's a very beautiful thing. Wow, nothing not to love. The Staves, a good woman. That's a seal of approval if I ever heard one. Uh, your gig of the week, or probably should say the stream of the week. Let's take a listen. Yeah. Yeah, Darling's out there with uh, Ocean Bed. Uh, talk to me, Tom. They're a band from Boston and I had never come across them before and I stumbled over them a little bit earlier in the week and was immediately blown away by them and started to play tracks from them and then started to get emails from listeners in America saying, at last you have discovered them, Tom. Um, so I don't know how I managed to miss them. I must have been hiding under the uh, stairs trying to avoid COVID or something and didn't hear them. Um, from Boston, four-piece, they've got, again, stunning harmonies. And for me, they really remind me of a band called Fleet Foxes. They just have that, the voices, again, going together in a really ethereal, beautiful way. Um, so they have previous albums. I will listen to them. The current album is just blowing me away. I think it is a bit of a COVID-19 uh, victim. I think they were another band who would have been gearing up for world domination, and this has just left them kind of high and dry. Mm. So it's gorgeous. And when my new thing of just Googling... Uh, gigs that are streaming I found that they are streaming a gig this coming Friday so if you look up Darling Side on gig streams it'll take you to it and give you a chance to see them they're, they're, they're apparently their previous albums are absolutely beautiful as well so I'll be listening to them over the current current weeks but huge recommendation for you Darling Side check them out and if you like Feet Foxes you will love them Okay great yeah Feet Foxes as well featured uh, here in the show not too long ago with the new album uh, what's your tip of the week? Well, I have two tips the week, really. Uh, one, Westlife have said that once COVID-19 ends, they're going to go on the biggest world tour ever. I don't know where that leaves me, Kieran. to be honest to it. Do, do I continue to hope that COVID will continue forever? <laughs> uh, you know, which is worse? I can't make my mind up, so... <laughs> uh, what will they be doing? With, they've, they've, bro they've, they've broken uh, ties with their record label. Have they? Well, that comes to all of us, doesn't it? <laughs> Just, doesn't matter how big you are, that will come to you. Um, the name and the band will remain a cash cow for their 
for their, their their remaining days. It's just as simple as that. People, the audience that went to them in the first place will love to go and see them again. If mm. they decide to record more music, they will quickly get a new record company. There's no question about that. Um, they're too successful. But um, I also wanted to mention, we talked about Taylor Swift on the show and one of the things about her was that her, her back catalogue, her first six albums, had been acquired by this fund. They're actually owned by Walt Disney's nephew at this yeah. point. Um, so she has said she's going to re-record all those albums and put them out again to make the previous ones literally worthless. So the first of them has been recorded and she's going to release the first of the tracks from that uh, tonight at midnight. So if you're a Taylor Swift fan, you can listen to her from the Fearless album from 2008 and now you can listen to the re-recording of one of the tracks. I suppose really it's see if you notice a difference because yeah. I'm not sure you can really improve. So you're a different person. 12 years later, 13 years later, you're a different person. And part of the charm of the original recordings is that little take of you as a younger person and full of hope and dreams and all those things. You can literally hear those things go out of your voice at the time. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. That's just the way life is. So how, how will they sound? Oh, we, time we will tell. We started Tonight today on, on such a positive note uh, <laughs> and ending with such despondency. Uh, Tom, we'll talk to you again the same time next week. Uh, Tom Dunn you there uh, with your, your picks for the week in music. Uh, stay with us. we got the news headlines now. Here's Eamon. 